one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside Jarrah Kimber to select the pick of the moments from day one of the first test match of the summer between England and West Indies. Cricket and rain stopping cricket made a comeback today with rain dominating the morning and evening sessions to end day one on top. And despite only 17.4 overs being possible, there's still more than enough for myself and Jared to get excited and annoyed about it in equal measure. For every day of this series, you will be able to hear the following on podcast shortly after the close of play. So let's get started. So as uh, anybody listening to this uh, show probably knows by now, uh, we got 17.4 overs on day one of the first test on the first day of the summer. And, 17.4. Oh, how good was that? Get the T-shirts ready. And, uh, well, we had to wait for those 17.4 uh, overs because the first session was kind of washed out. It was the kind of rain that probably would have allowed for play if play had already started, but it hadn't. England then came out after uh, the lunch break. Um, it was on, off, on, off, on, off. And then they didn't come out again after tea. 35 for one, 17.4 overs. Dominic Sibley out for a duck. England at that point, naught for one. And uh, and yeah, Joe Denley played against the West Indies in exactly the same fashion he did when he made his debut in that debut series against West Indies. Very fortunate not to get out about three times, but he's still there. And uh, Rory Burns uh, looked pretty good, actually. He was 20 and Denley 14. Um, that's the uh, There's a scorecard. Uh, let's get on with the show, though. Starting, Jared Kimber, with moment of the day. Suggestions? It, it would probably be Mikey Holdings, what, four minutes and 42 seconds on Sky when they cut back from the uh, Black Lives Matter pre-record that he'd done with Ebony Reigns for Brent. And uh, he went on a very passionate, uh, you know, a very well thought out 
um, soliloquy, I suppose, towards racism and institutional racism and uh, how things have, uh, have gone in his life and how he sees the world. And to be fair to Sky, they didn't question him. They let him talk for that, almost that entire time. And it was, uh, you know, it was brilliant and it was passionate and it's the kind of thing that we need. And considering we didn't have much cricket, it became the story of the day. Last time I checked, that particular video on Sky, uh, that Sky made has over 2 million views on Twitter. Uh, I would assume that, you know, it will go around in newspapers and, uh, um, you know, websites and things to come. So it'll probably even have more. Um, they'll get a lot of hits on YouTube. And it was just, it was something that needed to be said. Cricket has a a very complicated history when it comes to race. For instance, we had, uh, you know, uh, non-white players playing for England in the, still in the 1800s, which is an incredible thing when you think that American sports, which is supposed to be the most uh, aggressive, progressive sports in many ways, was, uh, you know, didn't have anyone until after World War II. We had the West Indies involved, but they weren't allowed to have their own captain. We had indigenous players being called for chucking. We had Basil Dolavira. um, you know, I mean, the fact that Ebony Reigns for Brent was the, the first black woman to play for England sort of tells you a lot there. There was, you know, so many problems when it comes to race within cricket in many different ways. So uh, to have Michael Holding, you know, hold court whenever, and the whole world was watching, I think, is that one of the great things about this, isn't it? There was no cricket on, but everyone had tuned in and it's just Michael hold, Holding talking about that. So for me, that was the moment of the day. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I think it was story of the day. You got it right the first time, uh, rather than moment of the day. And I think the <laughs> fact that, yeah, we were all waiting for the first delivery. I don't know what Sky Sports uh, viewing figures are, but I imagine in and around that moment, um, that would have been around peak audience figure. And instead of being treated to a bit of cricket, what we got was um, a package that I suppose was being held back for the lunch break and a discussion in and around that. And I think credit to Ebony and to Michael and to Sky, because the way that they did it, uh, it was very emotional, but it wasn't mawkishly so. And it wasn't about emotion in terms of contrived emotion. It was genuine emotion coming from Ebony. Uh, but the way Michael Holding, Holding dissected the everyday problem of racism, uh, and he did it with such an intelligent way. Uh, he educated um, as well as using personal anecdotes to tell the story. And, you know, we've heard a lot uh, in and around the Black Lives Matter movement over the last month or so. And if you think you know it all, well, you don't. Just go and listen and watch this. It's on Sky Sports uh, Twitter feed, as you say, 2 million views and counting. Um, incredibly emotional start to the day. Plenty more of that, please. Uh, OK, whether that's story of the day or moment of the day, Jared, let's flip it round. <laughs> Uh, no, sorry, you've got a point to make as well off the back of that. Well, I was just going to say that from there, and to talk about the complicated nature of all this, from there we basically went to a clip about Graham Gooch, you know, a player involved in in the Rebel Tours. There's a lot to be spoken about, and you know, whether it's looking at the people involved with, you know, who have names their names up at Lords and all this sort of stuff. There's a lot to be spoken about in cricket, and I think that you know. So often in cricket, we, we get so obsessed with the minutiae, but it's great for, to be able to take a step back and be like, this is one of our greatest ever players, and this is one of England's most important ever women's players. This is what they think. Um, and I just I thought it was great. But you're right. Maybe it was story of the day, not moment of the day. I suppose if, if that wasn't story of the day, we don't have a story of the day other than rain. <laughs> well, let's do moment of the day then. Let's say that was 
and is story of the day and it will be story of the day many uh, many times over moment of the day there were quite a few moments on day one of this test match uh, there was the news at the toss that ben stokes his first duty, essentially, as standing captain, uh, was to drop a man who's taken 435 <laughs> wickets. Stuart Broad jettisoned, maybe rotated, six tests in seven weeks and all that. There was the sight of the players and support staff, uh, umpires, everybody in the ground, essentially. Those not playing around the boundary, those playing inside it, taking the knee uh, in honour of uh, Black Lives Matter. And then... Of course, there was that first ball back. We've waited a long time to see international sport. We've waited a long time to see cricket. Um, so that was a moment. But for me, I suppose um, it, was, uh, it could be Dom Sibley getting bowled for naught. Either way, there was quite a few moments of the day today, even if we only got 17.4 overs in. Yeah, I mean, it, that, probably a lot of that is just psychological, isn't it? There probably weren't that many moments of the day. If you kind of take a step back from it, you'd be like, ah, you know. Uh, but, but everything feels so, what, end, end times at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like it's essentially we're in, we're in this period at the moment where, you know, cricket had been taken away, sport had been taken away, so much of our normal life had been taken away. And so what you're really doing is you're not even picking the, you know, the moment of the day. You're just going, isn't it great? All these things happen and we can talk about them again. I mean, realistically, the Stuart Broad one, I suppose, is the most interesting one. Uh, you know, uh, I would assume that we don't have many balls of the day. So that Shannon Gabriel's dismissal of, uh, of Dom Sibley might go there. But, but essentially, yeah, the Stuart Broad one feels like it has the, the, the biggest overall sort of impact. Uh, perhaps we're seeing... And we've seen it before, and I think Australia have been pioneers on this for a long time, probably. Teams just rotating players. And if you want to get the most out of Stuart Broad, and you do have, you know, seven te- oh, sorry, six tests in seven weeks, as you said, perhaps that's what teams are going to have to do more and more. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same. Ben Stokes is another good one to talk about. Uh, you know, uh, you look at Garfield Sobers, he bowled 40 overs a game as a batting all-rounder. We'll never see another batting all-rounder bowl that many overs a game. Just because we understand things better now and you can't, you, you can't tire these players out. If you want them at their absolute best as often as possible, you're going to have to rest them and rotate them. And perhaps that's what the, uh, England were thinking. Or, or perhaps they just went, do you know, we bombed them out at, at the Rose Bowl in the World Cup. Why not do it again? A GS Bowl? Sorry, no, it's a GS Bowl. <laughs> uh, shot of the day. There weren't many shots of the day. Uh, and this shot that I uh, will make mention of, uh, isn't shot of the day because it was particularly brilliant. Quite the opposite, actually. Uh, the, the score was one for one. Joe Denley arrives to the crease. Uh, the vultures are circling. You know, Joe Root's announced the birth of his child today. And Joe <laughs> Root will be back for the second test match. Joe Denley possibly won't. It looks like it's uh, going to be between him and Zach Crawley. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, he hasn't yet to get off the mark. Joe Denley thinks he's Gordon Greenwich. He tempts this outlandish, and we know he's strong on the pole, but still, outlandish back foot pole, which he completely miscues. Shannon Gabriel bowling. And the ball just drops, I don't know, maybe five to seven metres in front of mid on. And the incredulous nature or reaction of some of the West Indies fielders to the, the, the audaciousness of this shot. And Joe Denny's reaction himself, it's like he's plugged one straight into a bunker playing golf. Um, that's my shot of the day. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I mean, I, that, 
I can't remember that many England shots. I, I, you know, I think Rory Burns played an, a couple of nice ones. Um, there were some good leaves, I suppose. There were some terrible leaves as well. Uh, but that was the shot that I kind of had tattooed in my brain just because I was thinking, has he been told now that he has to be more aggressive? Is he, you know, has, has he got muddled? Because once he went back to normal Joe Denley batting, as you said before, he was, you know, perhaps a bit lucky, but everyone's a bit lucky at a certain point especially on a wicket like that against the quality of bowling that he was going up against, that, that's fair. That, that actual shot, that pull shot was, why? Why would you do I mean, that's one of those shots that, you know, if you had a child who played that shot in, in a net, you'd just walk up to them and just, you wouldn't be able to fully, you'd be so upset, you'd kind of be spitting. <laughs> it's such a silly shot to play. And yeah, he made such a mess of it, he didn't get caught, which is the only positive he could take out of it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. There was uh, quite a few balls of the day, and I wonder what Jimmy Anderson was thinking watching on. I think Mark Wood spoke uh, at one of, in one of the rain breaks, and he said that the bowlers were kind of looking at the skies, but they knew Ben Stokes was going to bat first if he won the toss. And uh, certainly, you know, with Roach bowling mid-80s, uh, Shannon Gabriel just touched 90 miles an hour, I think the final delivery of the day, but operating mid-80s as well. It wasn't express pace that was causing problems today, it was swing. And, um, and a little bit of variable bounce as well. A couple kept low and a couple kind of reared up. But there was one delivery uh, following on from the one uh, that Shannon Gabriel dismissed Dominic Sibley with. He gets it to shape away from the right hander, doesn't he? But he can get the in-swing going as well. That was a vicious in-swinger, which Joe Denley did exactly what Dominic Sibley did. Um, shouldered arms to it. The ball just missing off stump, kept very low. 
And that, for me, was the ball of the day. That could have had England in all sorts at that, at that point. And truth be told, I think West Indies bowled far better and probably deserved one more wicket in the 17 overs that they got today. Yeah, I thought they bowled excellent. Um, I thought Burns played very well, which is part of the reason they didn't get a wicket. Um, that particular ball you're talking about, yeah, it was incredible. It just kept going and going, didn't it? And, and it's interesting, too, because Shannon Gabriel is sort of renowned at being the most straight bowler in the world. As in, he gets a little bit of fade sometimes, but he very rarely swings it or seems it that much. But he's been working on it a lot with Roddy Eswick. And in the last couple of years, he's certainly changed um, his abilities. A bit more like, perhaps like Pat Cummins now. Very rarely do they get, you know, extravagant movement. But at 90 miles an hour, you don't need extravagant movement. You need little bits of movement. And that's what he's managed there. I think for me, the ball of the day was the way that uh, Kima Roach set up Rory Burns uh, for the LBW. I mean, the umpire gave it not out and it was umpire's call on the leave. Uh, but that was, it just shows what an absolute magician Kima Roach is to left-handed batsman. He's almost unplayable at his best. I mean, I'm, Stuart Broad isn't far behind. I think Stuart Broad averages about 18 against left-handers coming around the wicket. And uh, Kima Roach is something like 13 over the last two and a half years. You know, incredible. So watching him for me, but the, when you talk about the ball of the day, when you mentioned Shannon Gabriel's ball, you talked about the bounce, that it didn't get up that high. Quite interesting, Shannon Gabriel had a couple of balls that just didn't get up. Now, even though he's big and strong, sometimes that can happen, so maybe that's just his bowling. But at the other end, Jason Holder uh, got a couple to hit the gloves and really take off. Very interesting that the pitch looked a little bit up and down for the first day. I mean, we only saw 17.4 overs, but it did feel like uh, perhaps more than usual on a first day. The pitch was a bit up and down, which you don't see that often in England. What about Anodyne press conference moment of the day? You know, it's a 17.4 over day when the England coach, Graham Thorpe, is wheeled out to speak uh, to the press. Although today has been um, curtailed, uh, I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a, a great series against the West Indies. Um, they'll, they'll challenge us. Uh, as, as a team in this three-test match series. We know that, so we know we'll have to play well throughout. England coach, or possibly England batting coach, myself and Jared, not quite sure. Uh, Graham Thorpe speaking there. Low of the day for me, Jared. Well, after 163 days, and I know it's 163 days because I counted them. Uh, that might be wrong, though. Uh, On a England... date calculator, or did you do it like manually? No, I just did it manually. Uh, it was a long day. They have, they have date calculators now, just in case you... Anyway. I, don't e- I don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 163 days since England last played Test cricket. Uh, the world since then has been ravaged by COVID-19, uh, preventing any sport whatsoever from taking place. Uh, the West Indies, because of that, had to arrive a month ago. Can you remember the test match when West Indies arrived two days before the first match, or at least Chris Gale, the captain, did? Well, they've been here a month. Um, then after all the build-up, the first session's washed out because of rain and bad light. And then finally, when players allowed to start, England lose a wicket without a run being scored. England are naught for one. Andy Jacobs is ranting on TalkSport about how useless Dom Sibley is. And you know what, Jared? It's like we've never been away. I mean, not only that, there was a very strong possibility that England could have been two wickets down without having really played a shot. They could, uh, have, been, what a, they could have been three down. If Burns is given out, Sibley's then gone, and Joe Denley uh, is dismissed. They could have been naught for three. That would have been mega lull of the day. 
It was quite funny because we did the podcast yesterday, didn't we? And then I was, I was, you know, reading up today and uh, I think some bookmaker or something sent me the odds of going, oh, you know, going to be a high scoring game because they can't use sweat and saliva and all these sorts of things. And I'm thinking, we just said that it should be in the favour of the bowlers. And then the West Indies went with this. And there was that brief moment where I was like, maybe I've got this wrong. <laughs> maybe I haven't. And then I watched Joe Denley uh, um, after Sibley went out and I was like, no, no, I was right. I was right. England, England might still make a big score and the West Indies might as well, but it's certainly not easy for batsmen out there. Uh, so, yeah, lull of the day is, uh, is that it could have been worse. Uh, what is going to happen tomorrow? Uh, so, day two, your forecast for, uh, for the events on the field. I think the most important thing for West Indies is they have to ensure that Kemar Roach bowls a long time to Rory Burns. Uh, if you've got someone who's that good against left-handers, I just thought at times they, and I can understand, I can understand the basic thinking of best bowlers versus best batsmen and, and all those sorts of things in test cricket. But he, Kim Rich is basically unplayable to a left-hander when he's coming around the wicket, when the ball's moving. The ball's only going to move for so long. Uh, I, you know, I know it's a Duke's ball, so a little bit longer than, than in other conditions, but essentially you have to get the most out of that. And I think they have to do that. I still think that if you can get Ben Stokes in while the ball is still moving around, that Kemar Roach can can uh, do something with him then. And we've already seen Alzari Joseph bowls some really good balls. I thought he was a bit looser, but it, he just naturally quick, moving the ball around. These are his ideal conditions. Shannon Gabriel looked good. And also, it's an ideal day for Shannon Gabriel because his average over takes 25 minutes. So, you know, plenty of time to rest. Um, you know, had some space to breathe. Um, he, he's not going to be exhausted coming back. Tomorrow, and you know, if the pitch does keep going up and down as it is, Jason Holder will be on them. I assume that one thing I've seen with the West Indies, and I think these four bowlers are very good at it, they don't let the pressure up. So I, I would be very shocked unless something remarkable happens if England go beyond 350 looking at the conditions. I mean, the pitch could change, and West Indies could have a bit of a shocker today, uh, tomorrow. But I think if they keep up the pressure, they keep bowling the way they are. I think they will eventually chip away at England. It will take something very special from England to get a, a very good score. But I don't think 350 will be a particularly bad score if the conditions stay the way they have. Although I don't know because of, you know, no saliva and everything. Oh, it's so good to uh, to sit back and talk about cricket. And uh, yeah, well, let's hope the... Uh... Well, let's hope for a little bit of uh, a little bit more than seventeen point four overs on day two. I'm sure we'll get more than that. The forecast is still a little bit iffy, but not as <laughs> iffy as it's been on day one. Jared, uh, same time, same place tomorrow. Looking back at day two of the first Test match of the summer between England and the West Indies, you can uh, listen to the following on podcast on Spotify and Acast and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 